0: Hello and welcome to the 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is Friday, July 13th, 2018, here in Nesting, Napa. This trip is my first trip to Napa. Over the years I've heard a lot about how beautiful Napa is, that it's a wonderful vacation place, there's lots of wine tasting and events and culture. So I decided to come here and I ended up here because I won a free week stay at a Grand Pacific resort while I was in Carlsbad last month. (laughs) So it was a bit of a synchronicity and at this point in my life, I could really use a solo adventure. I planned this trip several weeks ago and did not anticipate some of the changes going on in my life which came together with this trip at an ideal time. One of those big changes is the end of season three. This episode will be the final episode for season three and season four of the radio show will continue in November of 2018. So Mustachio and I plan to take a couple months off and work on another project. That's one of the crazy things where the new project begins in about a week. And this trip here was an ideal time to say farewell to 3H2Humans and the radio show for a couple months while I focus on another project that... more of a day job. (laughs) 3H2Humans is my passion, it's my dharma, the task which helps me feel revitalized. And with many enjoyable things in life, (laughs) it's difficult to monetize. That's kind of one of the jokes in the medical industry. If hospitals could turn exercise, nutrition, and sunshine into a pill then doctors would be far less needed. That's along the lines of what 3H2Humans is. It's a free resource and free resources often do not generate a whole lot of income. And I'm okay with that because I've found other ways to sustain my being and continue to do 3H2 humans. But for now, after this show, after this vacation in Napa, I'm gonna get back to a day job. <laughs> I haven't had a day job in a while, and I'm excited to go back to the grind a little bit and remember why 3H2 humans is so important to me. So, That's what this episode is, and because it's going to be the last episode of the season, I really wanted to focus on zones of communication. And when I say zones of communication, I'm referring to zones of communication within conscious communication and terms that Mustachio and I have created. Those terms are the pink zone, the yellow zone and the halt zone. In this episode we go over the different variables in each zone and how to tell which zone is present in the moment. So this is a great episode for people who want to learn about conscious communication and want to increase a shared understanding with others. That's really the core of conscious communication is a shared understanding. And we go over how that doesn't necessarily mean an agreement. One of the examples we use is meat and animal flesh. To me, that's not food. I don't eat meat. But to somebody else, animal flesh is food. So this is an example of a theory, a stereotype, a construct, a word where there is a disagreement. I disagree with many people on what meat is, but I can reach a shared understanding. I can understand and respect that other people eat meat. That's the pink zone. My objective in life, is to be in the pink zone as often as possible. (laughs) So I'm very excited with how the episode turned out. There were complications with the initial recording. There were many environmental interruptions, which was really funny. So Mustachio pointed out as we were editing today, how the environmental interruptions reminded us of Rick and Morty, season one, episode eight, the real fake door salesman. (laughs) He's selling real fake doors. And then he gets in his car and he goes for a drive and he makes a sandwich and then the commercial picks back up. (laughs) And as Mustachio and I were editing today, there's a particular clip, probably around 10 or 15 minutes or so in this episode where i'm wrestling around with yeti <laughs> and it reminded us of that that very few people put real life environmental interactions into content they're often ignored or edited out but us like the real fake door salesman embrace those environmental present moment aspects of life. So that was a little treat. We are huge Rick and Morty fans. And we heard that the show was picked up for another 70 episodes, which is awesome. Similar to 3H2Humans, Rick and Morty take a long time to do episodes and go by their own idea. Of when something is ready, as opposed to following some template or societal expectation. And I have a lot of respect for the creators of Rick and Morty to do this. Even though the show is incredibly popular and people want it now, they're going to wait. They're going to take their time and create in the supramental, in that higher state of consciousness shows like rick and morty require higher states of consciousness in order to interpret abstract thought it's similar to translating a language if a language is sloppily translated then the message will be sloppy if there is meticulous attention given to each word and the nuances which go along with those words then a beautiful Supermental, higher consciousness interpretation will be relayed so that's what we do at 3h2humans we want that higher consciousness language interpretation as well as i imagine the folks over at rick and morty that was another thing that motivated us to take a longer break than normal there's too much pressure and when there's pressure and resistance things fall to a lower level of consciousness. And with the episode coming up, which was recorded June 28th, almost two weeks ago, that episode was originally being pushed into some template that didn't feel right. A sense of resistance was felt and ignored until there was a breaking point. And I go over that breaking point in the episode where I just said (laughs) and changed things up and then I felt better. I listened to intuition and with that there's a benefit to complications and that benefit is complications when addressed encourage evolution. So evolution was encouraged, a lot of effort went into piecing together the kind of mishmash that this episode is. And so much was learned and a new template was created for season four that will minimize similar complications in the future. That's what learning is, minimizing similar complications in the future. This is also the definition of intelligence to adapt in new or unusual situations. That's intelligence. It's not memorizing who the 43rd president of the United States is. That's not intelligence. Intelligence is being able to adapt to the environment and to learn and grow, to MacGyver things, to grab what's near and have it work and keep moving forward. That's intelligence. That's learning. And that's what we did with this episode. We learned. Although it's difficult to say goodbye for a couple months, with all the nuggets Mustachio and I have received in these last few weeks, the new perspectives gained, the beautiful gift of a week-long vacation at the Riverpoint Resort in Napa, in this cute little trailer right next to a river. It's beautiful and I'm able to focus on the beautiful aspects of life when the negative ones come knocking at my door. I don't open that door. (laughs) I stay within my little nest and evolve to where when I do open the door, I'm strong enough to address whatever challenge is there. With the mishmash and confusion, I did not go over the announcements in the episode that's coming up, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Welcome new listeners. Visit 3H2Humans.org to read more about 3H2Humans and conscious communication. Check out Season 1, Episode 5, Initial Communication, for more information about today's topic. Season 1, Episode 5. It's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I met up with a physics professor at Gonzaga University. We were in the yellow zone. There were very little pink zone exchanges. I was unaware of any physics knowledge that this person had due to a lack of communication. So I learned. <laughs> Oh, that episode is a hoot. <laughs> so check it out. Season one, episode five, Initial Communication. One of the big points in that episode talks about shaking the bridge of truth. This is something I continue to do, and I do it soon. When I meet someone, I shake that bridge of truth. I figure out quickly how people act when ideal circumstances are no longer ideal because that's when true personality shines is when there's a little bit of chaos when everything's rainbows and roses it's easy to be cool calm and collective and think rationally but what happens when that bridge starts shaking how does that person act Shaking the bridge of truth has lost me many friends recently. I came to California with about five or so friends that I was really excited to be closer to. And I shook the bridge of truth, and only one friend remained. It was a harsh reality that I'm continuing to face, but I would much rather have one friend that's a true friend than five friends that put on a front and exist in a different form of reality than I do. So, shaking the bridge of truth is something I find beneficial within my own life. <music> Season three wraps up with this episode. So, uh listen to past episodes, we'll still be answering questions that come through, we'll have minimal online presence, but for the most part we'll be back into the land of 3H2 humans in November. And Mustache wants me to point out (laughs) this morning we did some editing and we're learning how to edit other people's audio so we've included some brief clips from our two thought seeds which are music taylor swift song look what you made me do which i do have to say another song that i really really like on that album and is a very close second is the one about it felt so good so why is it bad that's a great example of pish posh words To one person the experience is good and to another person the experience is bad. That's why it's a pish posh word because the two realities are not consistent and thus there's a yellow zone disconnect. How Taylor Swift goes on to say that she would do it over and over and over again because it felt so good even though people said it was bad and that's her being able to recognize her own pink zone. And whatevs, (laughs) those who love me know I'm very similar, I have my pink zone and whatevs to what else is going on. I need my pink zone in order to maintain a higher state of consciousness and that higher state of consciousness is very important to me so much so where it doesn't matter if someone labels what i do as bad as long as it's consistent with my morals i'm okay with it i will continue to do what feels good so the audio clips for the thought seeds coming up are pretty janky (laughs) I recorded the Taylor Swift one off of YouTube, and the Spirit Legend one off of Spotify. So these songs are available in many places. And it was pretty neat that the Spirit Legend yoga music is in Spotify. So if anyone has a Spotify account, check out Spirit Legend and get a free preview of the morning meditation music I use. So I guess that's it. I am going to wrap things up and head over to Compadres. It's a Rio grill across the street. I'm going to eat some chips and salsa, do some reflection writing, and just chill. Spend some time to reflect on how I want to move forward with this new path that I'm going on. And as one mentor said, he doesn't know how the shit I lasted as long as I did with (laughs) 3H2Humans. I've been beaten up and thrown to the wolves so many times that even I am surprised that I kept going. But similar to the Taylor Swift song, she talks about how the old Taylor is dead. And she can't come to the phone right now. I feel like I can relate to that. Where the old version of Leonardo dies once there's some yellow zone or halt zone catastrophe. And then a new version of Leonardo comes to be. It's pretty neat. Many consistencies with Taylor Swift's album Reputation. I... uh Listen to that album frequently, and it gives me motivation that other people do feel the same as me. I may be down, but I'm not out. I will rise stronger once I give myself a little bit of time to apply critical thought, to ingest, reflect, and modify. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, mustache you and I. Here in beautiful wine country in the Napa Valley of California, we would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Greetings. Today is Thursday, June 28th, 2018, here in Recumbent, Roseville. (laughs) Recumbent popped in my head as recumbent bicycles, stationary bicycles. I've been stationary in Roseville for the last two days and plan to continue this for today, come on, Yale. Go ahead. I spent about two weeks of June out on the road in Southern California for the Carlsbad adventure. I've had a little bit of time back at home to settle in, and then not this weekend, but the next weekend, I will be heading to Santa Rosa, California, and then on to Napa. I have never been to Napa. It's on my bucket list to see what the chatter is all about with Napa, so off I go. And what's pretty neat about that is while in Carlsbad, I participated in a raffle for charity. I bought two raffle tickets for $25 each for the Putt-Putt charity going to the Chisel House while staying at the Carlsbad Seapoint Resort. And my raffle ticket won. And the grand prize was a seven-night vacation in one of the Pacific Grand Resort condos. I chose Napa and we'll be going there in July. (laughs) So it was pretty cool how the positive dominoes are falling. The vacation from last month created a vacation for this month. And I think I could use some time away to explore and adventure And in many ways, be alone. I often do solo travel as a means to recharge my essence. So that's coming up for July. For today's episode, season three, episode 10, 10 list. What is conscious communication? Today's show will include a 10 list of some main points on conscious communication, as well as listener challenge number 42, speak from the eye perspective, a thought seed music, Taylor Swift reputation, another thought seed music, spirit legend, awakening the chakras, kundalini yoga chakra chants. And then we will go over the 10 list and then announcements so today's episode is packed full of fun fulfillment and fantasy (laughs) i do like to sprinkle a little fantasy on my life as i've aged i've realized that this human experience is something magical and full of fantasy the paradigm i grew up with taught me matter is the ground of all being. So objects, things I can touch that can be measured, seen by other people, that's how I was taught to view the world and to view my environment. As I've gotten older, I've realized consciousness is the ground of all being. That energy is the way I measure and understand the environment. I don't have to see things as I did under the material definition. I use intuition and some of the other senses to feel my way around. To live with consciousness as the ground of all being feels more comfortable. And that's where the magic happens. When I have an open mind to interpret my environment in a different way than I did as a child. Because I'm no longer a child. I'm an adult. (laughs) And to constantly replay the stories of my childhood will hinder evolution and growth. And I enjoy evolution and growth. Thus, I remain open to infinite possibility. Today's listener challenge, number 42, speak from the I perspective. For this week, be conscious of which perspective is used while chatting with others. Are words and thoughts tagged to an I or a you perspective when a personal experience is relayed? Begin to peel back layers of meaning and question, who am I? Who are you? Are these words truly interchangeable when a story, belief or thought is discussed? Be a 3H2 human and speak from the I perspective today. One of the main points of this listener challenge is to understand deeper layers of these very basic words, I and you. And this is a big part of 3H2 humans rather than deep philosophical teachings, 3H2Humans is about the basics, very basic terms and how they're defined and understood on an individual basis. What I don't understand is why so many speakers, especially in the wellness industry, think the words I and you are interchangeable. And I don't believe that they are. I believe there's a difference between me, I, and you, whoever is listening to this. So be cognizant of that. And for this week, let this be a thought in the forefront. From one's own perspective, which word is used to relay a story? The majority of people who misuse the word you don't recognize they're doing it. So it is a bit difficult to punch through that wall, that everything is okay, that it's okay to blanketly group every human on planet earth together and call it you. (laughs) And especially when there's emotion attached. When you get home from work, you feel tired. People say things like that. So does the speaker feel tired when they get home from work? Or do they read that in a magazine somewhere? Is this something a loved one experiences for me as a listener because it's not me I have to guess and assume who the subject is when communicating let the listener know who the subject is and speak from the I perspective when I get home from work I feel rejuvenated that statement fits me and it's also incredibly arrogant (laughs) okay so mustachio says to admit one of my guilty pleasures (laughs) one of the things I do to feel better about myself (laughs) is I look at Aubrey Marcus's Instagram he is one of the wellness speakers who misuses you the most frequently and probably Four out of five of his Instagram posts misuse the word you. He'll say things like, when you are fearful, what you need to do is you need to recognize your fear and then you face it and then you feel better about yourself. It's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And Aubrey Marcus is very successful in terms of being in the public eye Yet he misuses the word you. Why? Why can he have so much knowledge and so much experience and still misuse the word you? He is my opposite in many ways. I don't have the success of the public that he has and the success of On It. And he got his book published. He has multitudes more of accomplishments and things checked off his list than I do but there's one that I have he doesn't <laughs> and that's the use of you when I speak to people I recognize that person didn't live my life that person may view fear differently than I do so to tag my emotions and my feelings onto someone else is arrogant and lacks compassion. So when I'm having a rough day, Mm -hmm. I check out Aubrey Marcus's Instagram and realize that someone can appear to have things figured out when there's a core piece that's missing. And I see this in myself. There is a core piece missing within me I think that's another reason why it's a guilty pleasure. It reminds me that I have more work to do. Aubrey Marcus and I complement each other in some weird way, like a yin and yang. Things he's figured out, I haven't. Things I've figured out, he hasn't. And these are the types of relationships I tend to gravitate towards. I want to learn how can I find holes within my being such as the misuse of you so for this week question are these two words interchangeable when a story belief or thought is discussed are the words i and you the same for beliefs stories and thoughts The Thoughtseed Music, Taylor Swift, Reputation, 2017, fantastic album with relatable lyrics and zesty beat from start to finish. For the road trip down to Southern California, I purchased about 10 CDs. I still call them CDs, (laughs) albums, digital majiggers from the iTunes store. And I bought Tovlo's new CD, blue lips i think tovlo has jumped the shark what i enjoyed most about her music with talking body and ladywood were the stories the emotions and lack of over sexing of her music because that's so common it's really easy for a woman to gain attention through sexuality. It's much more difficult for a woman to gain attention with thoughts. And Tovlo was that for me. Not so much anymore. So now I'm looking for a new female who can wow me with her thoughts. <laughs> and that is Taylor Swift. I enjoyed her album 1989, and then purchased Reputation. I've listened to Reputation probably 30 times. I can listen to it on loop. Each song captivates me, whether it's the catchy beat or the thoughtful lyrics or the flow of the words. I'll sing along and sometimes I just feel like I want to say certain word combinations. This album is very intuitive for me. It does appear to be Constructed primarily in the supramental. And what I mean by that is it's constructed within a higher mindset. The folks who put the album together were operating at a higher level of consciousness than day to day normal human droneness. The song that sticks out on the album to me the most is Look What You Made Me Do. Oh, this song jazzes me up and helps me to gain a little pep in my step. And the phrase, look what you made me do is pish posh. It's putting the control of the situation in the other person's hands and make and made are pish posh words because nobody forces anyone to really do anything. There's still free will and choice. But what I like about this song is that it's in such a playful way. She says, look what you made me do. Ah, look what you made me do. (laughs) I can relate to this. I feel this with my peers, where I subscribe to the old proverb saying that first a person gets the words and then they get the sword. So first I'm very gentle, I explain my position and often the other person draws their sword. So then what I need... So, with that analogy of First, giving words and ears a chance in battle, and then going for the sword. I feel like many of my peers go for the sword first. (laughs) And this song feels like my encounters with them, where it's, I'll be the actress starring in your bad dream, where... The subject of the song views Taylor Swift as this bad, evil thing. But from her perspective, she was pushed to show a certain side of her that she was reluctant to do so. I can also relate to the part in the song that talks about I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. My interpretation is that with each kerfuffle, each disagreement with someone those versions of those people die because the battle changes the person it's a new person with new neuronal connections new stereotypes stigmas and thoughts and that person rises up after the kerfuffle i have had many a kerfuffle And in the song she also talks about karma. And as I relate to this song, it's almost as though the sword is used for positive karma, to slay misunderstandings, and for the warrior to stand up for themselves when being attacked. It's a beautifully written, super mental song, and it's catchy, that's, I just, Oh, I'm blown away, blown away by the song. It took me a while to really understand and relate to. Look what you made me do. But now it's my jam. (laughs) If I'm feeling a little funky, it brings the funk out of me. (laughs) And here is a little clip from the song. Next is Thoughtseed Music, Spirit Legend, Awakening the Chakras, Kundalini Yoga Chakra Chants. That's really difficult for me to say. Kundalini Yoga Chakra Chants, Ambient Music, Leonardo Hears During Morning Meditation Slash Yoga with Intermittent Vocal Instruction. So the author is Spirit Legend. The CD is Awakening the Chakras. It's from 2011. I purchased a handful of yoga music CDs with the pop and fun CDs, Taylor Swift rose to the top. And of the yoga meditation CDs, Spirit Legend rose to the top. What I really like about this album is that it's broken down into tracks of voice instruction, which talks about the chakras and what to chant, and then there will be another track of just music. So when I start my meditation, I pick a track with just music. So I do the opening chants, kind of warm up, and then by the time the next track plays, I can be in tune with waking up the chakras. Similarly, when I close the yoga meditation, I'll often pick a track that only has music so I can do the closing chants and really focus on exiting the meditation. The ambient music is super chill and rose to the top of the five or so albums I purchased as a means to find morning meditation music. So that is Spirit Legend, Awakening the Chakras. Here is a little sample. This chakra is connected to our security, grounding, survival instinct, desire for personal possessions, and our right to be here. An unbalanced Muladhara chakra can result in greed, jealousy, self-centeredness, and attachment to material possessions. On a physical level, this center governs the legs, Going over this episode as a 10 list and breaking down things and doing it all organized felt a bit too organized. And I think that was part of my resistance. Part of one of the reasons why the environment around me was challenging me. Because something was amiss. I noticed that with the radio shows. This happened with the last one, the Chopra Center one. I was just going to free-wing it, and it was too complicated to free-wing. Similar with this episode, it's at the other end of the continuum. It's a bit too organized. Something ideal for me in the present moment is something in between, where I'm not just going off of bullet points on a paper in a certain order. But I am including key points. So that's where this episode is going, Uh, I say, (laughs) to that 10 list and the organization, I'm just going to go with what's on the whiteboard. Uh, I do have it up there. This works better for me. And perhaps this will be the new show format. I can put the 10 list up on the whiteboard, go over the points and check them off. So there still is an outline kind of like a syllabus. I view the show notes for this episode as a syllabus, some pink zone, tangible piece of paper to say, hey, this is what this episode's about. Few radio show hosts do this. And the reason why I do it is because I like it. The radio shows that lay out the main points of a show are easier for me to digest and I process information on a deeper level when I can also see some of what's going on. I see the person's name, I see their book, what the subjects are about, a bulleted point of what was discussed during that episode. These types of things with pink zone tangibility help me to engage in conscious communication. So, twisting back around to the algorithms. With the pink zone, yellow zone, and halt zone, on this particular outline, I broke down categories or variables. So, imagine the equation where there's numbers on the left, an equal sign, and then numbers on the right. So, whatever is on the left is equal to whatever is on the right. This is how my brain works. (laughs) I think of words and statements as equations. And does one side equal the other? (music) To explain these zones, pink zone, yellow zone, and halt zone, I will explain the perspective for each zone first, rather than go over the zones individually. That's what I've done in the past, and according to data from recent conversations, very few people understand what these zones are and how to identify them. So that's my objective as a teacher right now, to allow for others to be able to explain as well as recognize each of these zones. So there's three zones, the pink zone, the yellow zone, and the halt zone. Within the pink zone, there's an individual perspective. In the pink zone, people recognize I am me, that person is that person, there's a difference. The yellow zone deals with assume, meaning in the yellow zone the word you is misused you and i are the same there's no difference between you and i in the yellow zone the halt zone is an irrational meaning this is a step beyond assuming assuming can be positive negative it can be many things including irrational (laughs) but irrational is beyond an assumption it's something that is incredibly unlikely, irrational. It lacks critical thought and analyzation. It's more likely to be false than positive. The next line is for the type of understanding. In the pink zone, there's a shared understanding. It goes back to that recognizing there is a difference between you and I. We can have a shared understanding. I recognize other people eat meat. In the pink zone, I can understand that difference. To me, a steak is not food. But to some other people, the steak is food. In the pink zone, there's a shared understanding that it's okay to have a difference of opinion. Because the pink zone isn't about agreeing. It's about an understanding. I understand that that chunk of meat is not food for me. I do not eat that. But I understand that for other people, it is food. They look at that and go yum, yum, yum and eat it. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay to have a difference of opinion and to disagree. We disagree what that chunk of animal represents. And that's okay, that's the pink zone. The yellow zone is a snow globe reality. Imagine a triangle. (laughs) So there's me and another individual and then uh, to make the base of the triangle and then the tip of the triangle to represent whatever the subject is. So in the past example, there was me in one corner, someone else in another corner who eats meat, and then a piece of animal flesh. So what do I view that thing as, and what does the other person in my triangle view that thing as? In the pink zone, we were able to agree to disagree. In the yellow zone, imagine that same triangle, me, another person, and the meat, where I'm in my own snow globe reality. So imagine I'm in a snow globe and I say, no, it's not. No, that hunk of flesh is not food. That person is wrong for eating meat. And we talk about how wrong is a pish-posh word. Simply because someone believes something different than me, that doesn't mean it's right or wrong or good or bad. I am not an omnipotent being. I do not have the power to designate things as good or bad or right or wrong. Thus, the yellow zone, when these words pop up. So I'm in my yellow zone, snow globe. Nothing can penetrate me. I'm safe in my own little reality. I'm a recluse. In my little snow globe. And then the other person at the other end of the triangle is in their snow globe and looks at that thing and says, It's meat for anyone. Anyone who doesn't eat meat is wrong. That person is bad. These pish posh words surface. And that person is all tucked away in their yellow zone snow globe, all nice and safe. So imagine that triangle. One corner, Me, in my little snow globe, impenetrable, a single entity, as well as the other person. That's the yellow zone. The halt zone. Imagine the same triangle. Me, in my snow globe, because the pink zone falls to the yellow zone, falls to the halt zone. So an even more distant form of reality than the yellow zone is the Halt Zone. And this is a contagious, destructive reality. So imagine the snow globes. This is the snow globes bashing against one another, wanting to shatter the globe and wanting to be the victor to shatter someone else's reality, but remain in one's own idea of truth. The halt zone is a battle. It's a contagious, destructive reality. It infects and it seeks physical change. I think that's a big, ooh. <laughs> Mustachio just held up a little sign with physical change. I did not count for that variable. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, physical change. And this perhaps goes back to the physical and mental. we shall touch on that later (laughs) that's a new variable so i need to run the numbers but okay so halt zone physical change it's those snow globe realities bashing up against each other with one wanting to be the victor with one to say i am right my perspective wins through force There can also be a similar battle. A battle of perspectives through words, through the pink zone. That's akin to warriors sipping a beer and discussing their issues. That's the pink zone. Maybe wrestling around a little bit, but no one really gets hurt. It's all in good fun. In contrast, the halt zone is the swords out. Is the battle royale. It's the combat till death. about combat till death in terms of a halt zone this is because within this zone there is a Phoenix which rises from the ashes of a halt zone catastrophe oftentimes deep insights into improvements of weakness is recognized as well as a newfound sense of energy to rebuild so the halt zone does have a positive side once the calamity has cleared up. The next set of variables, deals with a Ferris wheel in the mind on my outline. (laughs) I had planned to explain and set up this concept during critical thought, because the Ferris wheel in the mind is a big piece of critical thinking. Imagine the Ferris wheel is the size of the person's ability to use critical thought. Wow, thank you, Mustachio. We will jot that one down, that's a pretty good one. So the Ferris wheel, the size of the Ferris wheel is relative to the person's ability to apply critical thought. Okay, so the size of the Ferris wheel is relative to the person's ability to apply critical thought. So this is an example of a, of a variable. So perhaps down the road, I will break down examples of the size of the Ferris wheel per each category. That's how all these came up, was something similar to what happened right now. An idea, the Ferris wheel in the mind, was broken down into a subcategory, which is size. Size has its own equation, and I've just discovered this equation So I'll push it aside. (laughs) As Mustachio says, focus on the present moment. Figuring out that one is for later. So for now, the basic idea behind the Ferris wheel in the mind. So imagine that. Someone such as Einstein would have a gigantic Ferris wheel. Elon Musk, giant Ferris wheel. Neil deGrasse Tyson, giant Ferris wheel. The editor. Whom I did not hire likely has a small ferris wheel people who misuse the word you whenever someone misuses the word you they're announcing to the world hey I'm in the yellow zone yellow zone right here and there's no critical thought in the yellow zone so people who misuse the word you smaller ferris wheel to do with capacity of that ferris wheel so in elon musk einstein the creators of rick and morty these folks have giant ferris wheels with giant capacity they're able to handle multiple new packets of stimuli at a time oh that's a good one so the cart uh, cart rep packets of stimuli so the ferris wheel itself deals with past ability to critically think and build that ferris wheel whereas the carts represent the stimuli so that's the outside source coming in that's what's going to fill the carts the carts are part of the pre-existing structure of the ferris wheel and what goes in the cart are elements from the environment, new thoughts. Incoming stimuli jumps on this Ferris wheel in the mind. With pink zone communication, the Ferris wheel is open capacity. There are carts open. New information from the environment can jump on board. And that human will twist the Ferris wheel in a circular motion. It will turn. Attention will be given to that thought. It will go through the critical thinking process. So it will ingest, go about a quarter of a turn, reflect, go about a quarter of a turn, and then modify and end up back to where the stimuli changes into something new. These concepts gone over today weave together where there's the Ferris wheel and critical thought is relative to the rotations of the cart. So jot that down. (laughs) Rotations are relative to stage of critical thought. So rotations are relative to stage of critical thought. So that's the carts moving along in the circle. Similar to a circle and similar to a Ferris wheel, there's no jumping around. It's not uh, the teacups. It's a Ferris wheel. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, yes, mustachio. You're on fire today. So the hold zone is similar to the teacups. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, Teacups. And the yellow zone might be like Mr. Toad's wild ride. We'll go into that another day. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about rotations. We're talking about how the Ferris wheel goes in a predictable pattern, in a clockwise or counterclockwise motion without zipping around. And that's ingest, reflect, and modify. They work best when they're in a sequence, like a wheel. For the halt zone, would be the bumper cars. Yeah, that's a bit better. So let's do bumper cars. Uh, bumper cars. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so we got it. We got the Ferris wheel. We got... That represents a person's past ability to critical think, the carts, that's holding incoming stimuli. And then the rotation of the Ferris wheel is relative to critical thought. In the pink zone, The Ferris wheel has open capacity, so information can jump on and it will swirl, thinking will take place, ideas will be born and die, information will get on and off of the Ferris wheel. It's a beautiful system. Yellow zone, the Ferris wheel is near capacity, so it's not at capacity. There's still some open carts, but there is a bit of a line developing to get on the ferris wheel it doesn't have that smooth as soon as a idea arrives it jumps on board in the yellow zone there's a blockage a buildup of past things which need to be thought about those environmental packets haven't gone from ingest reflect to modify they're stuck somewhere so that's the yellow zone ferris wheel near capacity and this is relative to size. So someone with a small Ferris wheel will reach their capacity much sooner than someone with a large Ferris wheel. For example, my Ferris wheel fills up a lot faster than Elon Musk and Einstein, likely. <laughs> okay, so so we got the Ferris wheel. We got that the yellow zone. It's near capacity, the lines building up, the carts are still moving, there's some activity, but it's not an ideal situation. The halt zone is when the Ferris wheel is over capacity. So there's different kinds of information, different groups of thoughts shoved into one cart. There's just the spilling over of stimuli in the carts on the Ferris wheel and it's stuck. It's likely zigzagging around. It is like a possessed Ferris wheel. And that's how the halt zone can feel. Like it's some sort of demonic possession. With the carts going all crazy. There's a huge line waiting to get on this weird <laughs> ride. There's still a line looking at this chaos and saying, I want to join. It's uh, calamity. Sheer calamity. And it's because the Ferris wheel is over capacity. The human is overstimulated. There's too much going on. And that's when the shattering happens, the bumper cars, when the Ferris wheel breaks down from overuse and lack of care and demonic possession. <laughs> Check all the above for the halt zone. So that's the idea of the Ferris wheel, as it relates to each of the zones. The next variable is the type of word formulation. For the pink zone, it's soul-based word formulation with a productive mentality and a sense of truth. So truth is a very tough word that I've learned to minimize. It's a future pish posh word because even I have used it miscorrectly. (laughs) Miscorrectly, I have used it as a pish posh word. So it's soul-based, productive, and we'll say high truth value, whatever that is. High truth value. So the pink zone, soul-based, meaning the universal consciousness is tapped into. Soul-based word formulation takes into account each person, place, or thing that will be affected by the words that are coming out. It's a global perspective based off of the soul, based off the idea that all of us here on earth and likely beyond are connected to a similar energy field. And if we're a part of a similar entity, why would we want to hurt or distress parts of ourselves if i drop a glass of water with my hand i don't slap my hand and punish my hand for dropping the glass of water the hand was not at fault and especially punishing why why punish my hand so soul-based communication removes that punishing aspect of humans (laughs) towards one another, even though we're all the same entity. It's very strange. So soul-based words, words which come from a place of universal consciousness. A productive mentality. They move a conversation forward. For example, the editor did not move that conversation forward. That was not a productive mentality to use a blanket statement without any backup or any explanation whatsoever. That's yellow zone. Pink zone would have been, I noticed tonal issues on the website, here's a sentence, just copy it, paste it, and here's an example of a sentence. Same thing, get that sentence, copy paste it to show a contrast in tone. I believe that's what she was referring to. But without an example, it's not productive. I wasn't able to move forward or learn or grow from that exchange. So it's a counterproductive exchange, which is yellow zone. We both put forth effort and yet very little was gained per effort unit. (laughs) The exchange would have been more productive if there were pink zone tangibility and as well as a truth value. So the pink zone knows not of lies. The pink zone is about truth. Uh, Sparing feelings, being nice, these are yellow zone concepts. It's lying with validation. (laughs) So it's okay. It's, It's lying with an it's okay clause attached to it. That's yellow zone. Pink zone is about truth. If somebody says something that's upsetting, to say, hey, when you said this, I was upset. If somebody has a whack outfit or is wearing black stretchy pants with boots and they ask me, hey, how do I look? I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I'm going to say that that looks like uh, a sheep woman's uniform. But if people don't ask, I probably won't say anything. That's another part of pink zone in terms of truth value is that it's not about just being mean to say things, but calculating risks and benefits to speaking up. But if posed or prompted to be truthful at that time. So there is a calculation between when to speak up and when not to speak up. But if spoken to, the truth will be gifted, which I do consider the truth a gift. People ask me sometimes, what do I want for some sort of occasion? The truth. (laughs) Just be honest with me in our communications. That's the greatest gift a person can give me. Honesty, pink zone communication, soul-based words, the pink zone, a high truth value. That is the gift I seek. I seek to find these qualities in other people. For the yellow zone, these words are often ego-based, counterproductive, and intended to punish and have a low truth value. So ego-based word formulation. So these are words intended to harm or intended to boost oneself up. There's some sort of gain to be had, a selfish gain, an ego-based gain, a survival gain. Sometimes these gains are needed and it's healthy to tap into the old ego. Like today, (laughs) I tapped into my ego. I said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not gonna just shove my face full of food and take a nap because I'm stressed out and I'm upset. I tapped into my ego and I said, I'm better than that. That's what negative Nancy's do and Joe Nobodies. They feed their faces full of food and go take naps, not me. I'm awesome, Leonardo. I'm of a healthy weight and of a healthy mind. This is me. This is a part of my ego because I want to be the best at whatever it is that I'm doing. As a mentor told me, whether the job be big or small, do it right or not at all. So right, pish posh word, but similar to the Taylor Swift song, look what you made me do. Every now and then it's okay to use a pish posh word, to slide it in as an anecdote. So my ego motivates me to do the job right, to be the best that I can be. So there are healthy aspects, but for the yellow zone variable measured in this equation, it is tapping into a different part of the continuum where those ego-based words are out of self-gain, where that global mentality is lacking. Oftentimes there's a counterproductive mentality So (laughs) um, an example, I was feeling zesty the other day and I contacted Aubrey Marcus's customer service. (laughs) This is probably the fourth time I've done this, asking questions. (laughs) And I have to say, they do give a response. So I'm pleased that the customer service at AubreyMarcus.com for Aubrey Marcus of The Aubrey Marcus Show. <laughs> the customer service is helpful or responsive, I think maybe a better word. But, and it's kind of weird. So Mustache wants me to point out there's that similar repulsion and magnetism to Aubrey Marcus as there was with Luis Laffey. It's strange. I've become very intrigued with people who are different than me. And I feel a deep knowing that I can learn. I can learn things. So um, <laughs> so I was feeling zesty and I watched the Solitaire Vows video on YouTube, which is the video debut for 3H2Humans. And I was thinking of the background and how Aubrey Marcus's Own the Day, Own the Life jacket cover can be seen on the bookshelf. And of all the books on there, There's even my grandfather's dictionary from 1935 and several other books that are older than I am. It's a mishmash of books. And I thought, wow, Aubrey's book is the newest author on the bookshelf. I wonder if this video is the first video of his book in the background. I'm into silly trivia like that, uh, especially as it relates to New things? What were the variables surrounding that new thing? What was the timestamp? So, the Solitaire Vows video could potentially be that timestamp. And I wondered okay, it's probably a long shot, but maybe this is something Aubrey Marcus has thought about because I'm thinking about it. And I wonder when Pish Posh Words comes out and the book is complete what that first video will be like that has my book in the background. I think that's kind of a neat concept for a new author to see this thing that has been labored over in the background of somebody else laboring. It's a, it's a building block. And in some ways for me, a sign of respect, especially after a recent go through of the books, I got rid of authors that I no longer respected. So as much as I rag on Aubrey Marcus for misusing the word you, I do respect him and the work that he does and have benefited from his show and the Onnit products and just that wave of positivity he's created. I've rode that wave and I'm grateful for that. So I thought about this and then I emailed the customer service <laughs> And I asked if Solitaire Vows was the first video to have Aubrey's book in the background. And then the customer service rep said something to the effect of, well, I'm not going to scour the entire internet and check every video to see if this is the first. But because of the date, which was, I believe, April 18th, 2018, that's when the video was published it is likely to be the first. So essentially, all those words meant nothing. (laughs) It was yellow zone. They were ego-based words with a counterproductive mentality. To explain to me that that person's not going to scour the entirety of the internet, like really, does he think that's what I wanted him to do? No. Uh, And that became the focus. And then just looking at the date, And then thinking of the the day the book was released, well, I pre-ordered the book. And I think it came out April 17th. So it was only like a day after. So I'm capable of deduction. I can use critical thought. I got that. The dates were very close. So he's giving me information I already have, as well as pointing out something completely ridiculous that he's not going to do. This is another very common experience I have, especially with challenging people or customer service, which is in the yellow zone, where they tell me something ridiculous and then tell me they're not gonna do that. Like uh, in the investigative journalism episode about customer service, when I was speaking to the lady who worked for Avista about changing the streetlights to do something with the bulbs, her response was she's not gonna change Every streetlight back to the old way because that's what I want. (laughs) And that's not what I wanted. I didn't want the old and I didn't want the new. I wanted some sort of new thing. Some sort of ingest, reflect, and modify result. Something grander than what is now. Not just regurgitating the past. So be mindful of this be mindful of pointing out some ridiculous thing that doesn't even apply so that customer agent could have said something to the effect of oh the dates look pretty close we haven't thought of this before maybe it is the first or some sort of thing to personalize it that was the kind of response i was looking for and apparently with my word formulation i didn't clarify that I was curious if this was even on the radar. If Aubrey Marcus even cares what the first video with his book in the background is. And maybe it's not the first, and I'm curious of what other people would do in front of a camera and a bookshelf with Aubrey Marcus's book in the background. What is this group of people that I'm a part of, what are they doing? Because Aubrey Marcus talks about human optimization. That's a big category, human optimization. So what are the other human optimizers doing? So this was my perspective. Like an excited child, just wondering like, oh my gosh, what this little slice of people who do weird shit on videotape with Aubrey Marcus's book in the background, what are they doing? What's, what's going on with this group? I want to run the numbers and get a sense of my peers who follow this criteria. And <laughs> and I did not receive the kind of response I had hoped for. And what was funny, too, another time <laughs> I contacted Aubrey Marcus's customer service. And it was for his Go For Your Win course. I signed up for the alert so I could be one of the first people to know. And I was all jazzed about being in a mastermind with awesome people. And... Similar to this, I was like an excited little child. Just, oh my gosh, this is great. Hoping for the best. As I looked into the course, it was pretty much YouTube videos and Facebook. And I don't have social media, so I wouldn't even be able to participate. And it was led by someone else besides Aubrey Marcus. (laughs) So in my mind, it was going to be more like, The college classes I took online where there was a professor as a moderator, certain content to go over, and people in the group posted their thoughts and people masterminded and gave their thoughts. So this beautiful Ferris wheel of thought in a group, it was not that from my perspective, especially because I wouldn't be able to join the group because I don't partake in Facebook. So I kept getting emails, oh, 5% off, oh, join the course, and and I think one of them might have even said, if there's a reason why you're not joining the course, let me know, or there was some tingle I got that said, okay, I wanna explain my position, that I was excited for the course, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, so I didn't sign up, because I respect Aubrey Marcus and what he's doing, and I understand that it's difficult to be a creator and that there is very little pink zone feedback. Most of it is yellow zone. And I wanted to be the change that I wanna see. I wanna see more pink zone feedback about 3H2 humans. Thus, I give pink zone feedback to other creators as a means to give what I hope to receive. So I sent an email to Aubrey Marcus' customer service, (laughs) explained that the course was not what I expected, that I expected it to be more like a university class with direct access to Aubrey Marcus and some sort of forum that didn't need social media. The response was, no, it's not. the rep had told me that you know uh cuz one of the things i said that it didn't have direct access he was like yeah there's a facebook live every thursday or something and there was a lack of understanding and then the customer service rep also said that they would be willing to give me my money back i just need to give the receipt thing <laughs> and what's so funny about that is in the beginning of the email I clarify the reasons why I did not sign up for this course so I was giving those reasons. So this is an example of the yellow zone and something which happens on the very regular basis is that a person doesn't even understand what I'm saying before they give me an answer I think that is ridiculous but it's how humans are programmed to ingest something and then just vomit out whatever is the first thing to come to mind as quick as possible and then move on to the next so we've gone from a culture of go on Yenny. Go on. Mm-hmm. We've gone from a culture of people like Leonardo da Vinci, who ingested, reflected, and modified all those hundreds of years ago, and we got wallied. <laughs> Rather than becoming smarter as a culture, we've become more lazy and more stupid. We've been wallied. <laughs> Let's get Leonardo da Vinci'd. Let's ingest, reflect, and modify. Let's understand what a question is before an answer is given, as well as remove outrageous assumptions. If customer service and people in general follow these two basic rules, understand what is being said, and respond with something realistic, the whole world would change. (laughs) with these two changes and that's the difference between pink zone and yellow zone in terms of word formulation pink zone are these soul-based words with a productive mentality and a high truth value or are the yellow zone words ego-based counterproductive low truth value due to a lack of understanding For the halt zone, (laughs) similar to other stages, the halt zone is after the yellow zone. So once the ego-based words get flowing, the counterproductive mentality is in place, that Ferris wheel is starting to get jacked up. It gets further jacked up. (laughs) As stimuli and thoughts progress into the halt zone where there are no filters, The word formulation is uncontrolled, negative and destructive. So the yellow zone, there are some filters. Words are controlled. The person knows they're being a dick, but does it anyway. (laughs) In the halt zone, there's no filters. There's no giving of shits. There's, There's nothing. It's like drinking straight from the tap. The halt zone comes from an irrational place. The ingest, reflect, and modify stage does not exist here. This is when intentionally hurtful things are said. Whereas the yellow zone, often unintentional. Hurtful things are said or done due to the ego. Whereas that's even further minimized in the pink zone because it's soul-based. So another person's feelings and emotions are considered. But something does happen once those filters are removed, once that tap water is consumed, deep insights into improvements to weakness are recognized. I've felt this. I speak from experience when talking about these stages. I can feel them when I'm in the pink zone, the yellow zone or halt zone with myself or others. And often after a halt zone meltdown, I rebuild as the phoenix. I become stronger. I almost had a halt zone meltdown today. And I said, "Uh uh-uh. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do what needs to be done because I'm a warrior. When shit gets tough, I push through. I'm a survivor. It doesn't matter how many victims are around me. I will continue to be a warrior and a survivor. (laughs) And negative Nancy's, gosh, that's like a, a mosquito bite. A negative Nancy. It's just it's just so itchy and just messes up my day. Not fun. So, anywho. So those are the zones: pink zone, yellow zone, halt zone. We talked about the type of perspective, the type of understanding, the Ferris wheel capacity, and the word formulation. Each category has its set of criteria, and some of that kind. Tri- cri- some of that criteria is included in the outline and will be included in the Pish Posh Words book to come in the future. so we do have the pish posh words worth conscious attention the current list of pish posh words are number one you number two can't number three sorry number four try number five busy number six expert number seven love number eight unconscious number nine worry number ten make Number 11, should. Number 12, they. Number 13, obvious. Number 14, actually. Number 15, bored. Number 16, clearly. Number 17, gender. Number 18, absolutes. Number 19, moral judgments. And number 20, group distinctions. So these are pish posh words worth conscious attention. Sometimes this gets confused with good and bad and right or wrong. So these words are not good or bad or right or wrong. That's number 19, moral judgments. These words are common words found in the yellow zone. So the pish posh words are worth conscious attention. This section... Is intended as a shortcut to recognize if the self or someone else is likely in the pink zone if these words are present likely it's a yellow zone conversation there are a few new words from the classics the new ones are busy expert unconscious worry and gender before The word girl was highlighted, but it was pointed out to me that boy is used in a similar fashion. With the word girl, grown women are called girls. Sometimes, childs, boys, are called men. It's weird that it's an opposite. Where grown females are categorized as young females, and young men are categorized as grown men. So there's some confusion with the gender category and the yellow zone implications when gender is applied. Oftentimes, gender does not need to be applied, especially when it's a thought. It doesn't matter if it was a male or female or some other gender identification that came up with a thought. That thought is independent of that human's gender. And gender is a form of segregation. It's saying these people are this way because of this certain thing. So instead of girl, it's been changed into a category. So those are the pish posh words worth conscious attention. Offer these words conscious attention. tell me more versus no it's not i did weave this in a bit while speaking about the zones of communication a shortcut for this one is to remember the number one rule in improv comedy to agree with the premise of whoever is engaged with and pay attention for this in improv comedy whatever the person says the other person agrees with it and plays along and goes to their pink zone. It's a beautiful symphony of realities joining together. I think of this if somebody tells me something ridiculous. <laughs> as the improv comics do, I agree with their premise. I'll, I'll play along. I'll ask questions, but I'll play along. Whereas it's the heckler and the negative Nancys who say, no, it's not who want to push their own beliefs on somebody else before even understanding someone else's beliefs. So be conscious of this. These two phrases, tell me more versus no it's not. And as the old saying goes, how one person does one thing is how that person does everything. So a little pish but the main point is if a person says no it's not, frequently, it's likely that is their neuronal highway. That person is a no-it's-notter and will likely be in that mindset until they decide to change. If I'm around someone who says, no, it's not, I encourage, tell me more. And I'll nudge and knead a little bit, knead the dough. But if it continuously happens, I'll often remove that person. So, what these two tell me more is in a constructive direction. It uses pink zone logic, whereas, no, it's not, goes in a destructive direction and is a yellow zone assumption. Imagine going to a comedy routine that did not follow the number one rule of improv comedy, to agree with the premise. The guy went up to him and said, here's the largest fish I caught. Can you hold it for me? And that person says, you're not holding a fish. That would probably not be a very exciting show. (laughs) And it puts a halt to things. It's in a destructive direction. It removes that inertia, that forward momentum with no, it's not. It's a very yucky phrase. So be mindful to inquire when confused. And number 10 of the list that I did and then strayed from, (laughs) and I'm now coming back to, is the conclusion. What are the benefits of conscious communication? The main benefit would be to reach a shared understanding with others not an agreement but an understanding and this is what's going to rebuild our culture and move us towards a da vinci mindset rather than a wall-e reality we want that leonardo da vinci in us a shared understanding can help get us there also to speak from the pink zone and the eye perspective Be conscious to speak from an individual perspective, to reach a shared understanding, to recognize capacity of the Ferris wheel in the mind, as well as create soul-based words that encourage a productive mentality and have a high truth value. So these are the characteristics of the pink zone and what make up, what create conscious communication. A shortcut to the pink zone is speaking from the I perspective, to recognize that how I view the world is different than how the person listening to this views the world. So for me to say, when you do this, you feel this way, it's ridiculous. So when I speak and produce a radio show, I feel happy. So if I said, when you speak, and you produce a radio show, you feel happy. Very few people who listen to this will likely have that experience. And who knows, maybe they wouldn't view it the same as me. On a neuronal level, they wouldn't because their neural pathways are different than mine. Thus, they create different algorithms. Algorithms that are unique to their mind, whereas these algorithms gone over today are unique for my mind. And the final conclusion for conscious communication, which ironically is what got me to finish this episode today, was to choose a warrior mindset over a victim mentality. <sighs> Mustachio added that one when we were workshopping this two days ago, and I thought it was a little out of context. But now, as I stand here today, instead of sleeping, in some coma to avoid reality. I chose a warrior mindset over a victim mentality. When I emotion eat and then take a nap, I'm a victim of my environment. I'm saying this reality is too difficult for me so I'm gonna sleep so I can pretend that it doesn't exist. That's not what warriors do. Warriors. Remains strong in the face of adversity. When that bridge of truth is shaken, that warrior holds on and continues forward. When the bridge of truth was shaken for me today, I chose to be a warrior and I chose to finish the episode. so that wraps it up for today the 10 list for what is conscious communication we went over the basics of conscious communication human layers of consciousness states of being critical thought pink zone communication which trickles down to yellow zone communication which further trickles down to halt zone communication as well as pish posh words worth conscious attention these words are often an indication the yellow zone is near as well as tell me more versus no it's not to remember the number one rule in improv comedy agree with the premise ask questions play along understand something before no it's not is regurgitated into the ether and the conclusion Conscious communication is awesome. (laughs) If each of us worked diligently towards conscious communication, we could ignite a Leonardo da Vinci era and yank us out of this Wally muck. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.